Hey peeps, this is Fernie, your resident psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and you are listening to Fernie Unfiltered, where we dive into topics that enlighten, inform, and entertain the soul. On this episode, we are discussing spirit guides, and I'm going to share with you guys my experience in meeting my spirit guide and how you can meet yours. So stick around because it's going to be an awesome topic. So what is a spirit guide? Um, A lot of people have different ideas about what a spirit guide is, and it really comes down to your own personal like understanding and what you believe a spirit guide is. Um, Because for everybody else, for everybody, it's different. I mean, there's a, there's like a core idea or a core um, theory around the topic of spirit guides. But again, everybody's different. And I've met a lot of people over the years who have had different ideas about spirit guides than I have had. Um, For me growing up, what I learned about spirit guides is that before we were born, before we came into life, we were helped and assisted by someone who was kind of like our guidance counselor in spirit form. So our spirit being or our soul made a decision to come down into life and wanted to kind of load our plate with a bunch of different opportunities to grow, to evolve, to expand as a soul in the reflection of the divine or God. And so in order for us to do that, in order for us to be able to follow through and evolve and grow, we kind of needed to put into um, place to program into our lives um, different experiences, different things that we would go through that would allow us the best opportunity to do this. But it isn't always set in stone, and there are different variables and different um things that will affect that process when we're in route. Um, You know, it's like when you plan a trip from, let's say, Houston to San Diego, you already have a general idea of what that route's going to look like because they're already established processes and paths that we can take to get there. But once you get on the road, there's a bunch of stuff you might run into that wasn't necessarily planned in or um, put into put into the uh, the GPS system in the beginning. And then, you know, we have to kind of go through the process and, and figure it out along the path. So our spirit guide is the individual that kind of, I would call them a spirit being because they are their spirit being. And they help us get our story together. They help us to program and to kind of plug in the things that we really want to do. And they help that we're, it's someone who we can bounce stuff off of. So, and I talk about it as if it's another human being, another person. Um, and it is, it is a spirit energy. It's a personality that we encounter that we deal with on a spirit level. Um, but it isn't, doesn't necessarily mean that it's someone that we know. It doesn't mean that it is a spirit that is our family. Um, in most cases, and in many instances, a spirit guide is someone we do not know in physical life because they are there from the moment we are conceived until the moment we're done. I mean, not only are they there from the beginning to the end within us, but they are also there to help us plan it out. They're also there to help us review and 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 revisit all those experiences and figure out what we're going to do in our next lifetime or, or in the next incarnation. So a spirit guide is like a guidance counselor. It's someone in spirit form who helps us kind of figure it out plan it out and then once we're down here 
They're that voice of conscience in our mind that's telling you, hey, you might want to be careful. She doesn't seem like someone you can trust. Or are you sure he really loves you because his behavior and his actions make it seem like he doesn't and he doesn't seem to be genuine or he doesn't seem to be authentic. So those thoughts, those conscious thoughts in our mind don't always come from ourselves. They, they come from sometimes spirits and in many cases and in most instances they are coming from a guide, someone who's trying to help us work through a lot of the stuff that we are trying to uh, figure out when we're down here. Um, and the spirit guide, a lot of people have confused spirit guides with angels. And so people will ask, you know, well, what's my angel's name? I'm like, your angel doesn't have a name. I mean, there, there, like there is a, there's a hierarchy of angels, meaning that angels that have different positions or different levels or vibrations, energy. But angels aren't actually people or personalities or individuals. In my mind and from what I've learned, angels are a form of pure energy. They are not individual personalities or people. They're just energy. And the way that we see it, the way that we experience it, is in the form of a physical, like, person look it looks like a physical person with wings but that's just a symbolic representation of the energy it doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly what they all look like because there's really no physical um there's no permanent physical form to anything in, in our experience when when we're dealing with like spirit beings and spirit entities when i connect to a to a person in spirit i'm connecting to the personality of the person who was here and and i'm connecting with the the version of them that's already lived a full life and now they're back in spirit form, but they're still being that personality for me so that I can share that with the person I'm reading and then they can recognize that individual. But um, up, if you go higher than that or if you go beyond that, there's it's a pure version of that person that also exists and then you connect it with the, with the soul. So with the spirit guide, it's the same thing. It's a person who's on that side and they're kind of coordinating with us in energy form, um, helping us to kind of work through this stuff in our lives. So a spirit guide is very helpful. They, we wouldn't be able to come into this physical form without a spirit guide because they are helping us to make sense of so much stuff that we are working through. And they also hold us accountable. It's kind of like a, like a life coach, consider them to be a life coach, except you're not checking in with them once a month or once a week. You're checking in with them every moment of every day of your entire life. And it's all telepathic, energetic, uh, conver uh, communication between the both of us. So that is what a spirit guide is. It's just someone who's been with you from the beginning to the end They're, They helped you plan it all out. They're helping you to work through it all. And then they're helping you kind of reassess what you learned, what you didn't, what you got, what you didn't get, and what you need to add on to your, to your load when you go into life on your next incarnation or your, or your next lifetime. So that's what a spirit guide is. Um, we also have secondary guides, and a lot of people don't know about the secondary guides. And um, our spirit guide, they have their their area of expertise. They are specialists in certain areas or conditions. For example, if I were going to come into life and spend my life trying to be a well-known actor and be on film, be on, on entertainment, media, etc. I probably would have picked a guide, someone who had some experience or had some idea of what that would be like um, coming in. So my primary guide would have that specialty. And because it would take up a majority of my life, it would be a guide, someone who would be familiar with the process. Um, a secondary guide is usually someone who comes into our life experience 
en route. In other words, if you're on your way from Houston to San Diego and you need to stop for directions, you can stop at the visitor center. There's usually someone there who can probably tell you all about where you're going or where you need to get to. Um, a secondary guide is someone like that. It's someone who, let's say I decided I'm going to go into medicine, but then I don't stick with it, but I go into medicine for part of my life. And, um, so I might bring in a secondary guide. I might get assigned a secondary guide, someone who says, okay, Fernie, you know, you've got your primary guide. You work with your primary guide when you're 21 and you're going to go into medicine, I'm going to pop into your energy and I'm going to work with you until you're done with that stage of your life. And so I'll work with you to try to work through that process and get the most from it. And not only that, but not only are they helping us, but they're also gaining through us as well. In other words, they are experiencing secondhand what we are going through. So they're, they're experience, they're gaining something from it as well. So it's not just all on us. I mean, they're also, they've got something to gain from the experience as well. So a secondary guide is just someone that comes in for a short period of time to help us work through stuff. If you're going through, um, if you're going through, um, let's say marriage issues and you have a very difficult relationship, you might bring on a secondary uh, guide to come in and help you work through relationship issues. Someone who may have gone through very similar issues when they had their one of their last lifetimes. So that's a secondary guide. And most people will have one or at least one or two secondary guides. I've known some people when I'm doing readings where they've got like five secondaries. I'm like, holy shit, like you, you need a lot of help. So, I mean, it just, and it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It just means that you're, you've got a lot of stuff you're working on and you've got these people who are trying to help you with that process. So not everybody that you are feeling on a spiritual level or on a spirit level um, is a spirit that you knew in life. Most people um, will have experiences with their guides throughout their lives and they don't even realize it. Um, for for From my experience, our guides communicate with us through a form of telepathy. So when I do a reading, a spirit reading for someone, um, our guides will kind of come in and they will, if they want to share a piece of information with us, then they're going to try to find the most effective, efficient way of communicating that across to us. It can come through in a subtle form of emotion. It can come through with a random thought. It can also be your own voice in your mind, except it's not your own voice. It's different. Um, it just depends on you and what works best for you, how you react to things. For me, my guide, um, my guide's name is Kathleen. I met her when I was a, a, in my later teen years. And uh, she communicates in various forms. She usually will communicate through the sound of my own voice. In other words, I will hear my own voice in my mind, but I know it's not my voice because I know what I sound like. But then there's this other version of my voice in my head that is softer, gentler, more, not so much authoritative, but almost a sense of like, like they know or they get it, but it's very calm and they're not trying to like pressure me or push me into anything. They're trying to help me understand something or just grasp a piece of information. So my guide communicates with me in that form, but I've also had dreams with my guide where they've communicated information to me. Sometimes if I'm being really stubborn or hardheaded, my guide will come through someone else, which is kind of interesting and, and a little bit funny because I'm like, oh, wow, I really must have not been listening to to her if she had to go through all that trouble to get me to understand this so 
it depends on you. It depends on what you um, are capable of or what your capacity is in life. And some people are more visual. Some people are more, they hear it. Some people are more feelers where they feel it from an emotional standpoint. It really does depend on the individual and what works best for them. Um, but most guides will communicate in some telepathic form. And, and I always tell clients when I'm doing like a spirit reading is that everybody's a medium. I'm not the only person that can do this. Everybody can do what I do. The only difference between myself and them is that I've spent years understanding the process and I've practiced it. Um, that's the only difference for someone who I'm reading for. They've not spent years practicing how to do this and how to and understanding it. So that's the only difference. Once you understand the process and you start practicing it, then you get better at communicating with spirits. That's just how it works. It's the same thing with psychic ability. The more you the more you understand it, the more you practice it, the better psychically you will get. And then you'll start to have more and more and more instances in your life where you obviously experience yourself being psychic. So the um the guide part of it is they People don't just automatically get become guides. They have to, many guides have to spend years practicing um, and learning how to communicate in that way because it really is a very intimate process between the person who is in life and the guide on the other side who is trying to help us understand some things, trying to help us to, to, to learn or to move through certain challenges or issues that we've kind of set up for ourselves. One thing that I've learned from my guide is that she's not going to give me any shortcuts. <laughs> so I have to learn how to work through my life. And she's not going to tell me how to cheat. She's not going to tell me how to, you know, she's not going to make everything easy for me. That wasn't the point. It's like when you, when you signed up to participate in a marathon and you've been, you know, really working towards this one marathon and you have someone who's like your coach and they're helping you practice and get ready for it. Once it's time to do the marathon, your coach isn't going to drive up in a car and then you, you hop in and then they're going to drive you to the end or the finish line. It doesn't work that way. That's not why we're here. It's not why they signed up for this. It's not why we signed up for this. There's a lot to be gained from the direct experience of certain conditions and circumstances in our lives. And as much as I hate having to go through an entire lifetime of just stuff, both positive and negative, because life is not easy. And for, for people who are like, life is amazing. It's joyful. It's, 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 it's just incredible every second of every day. Like, I don't know what you're on, but they need to make that like, like uh, they need to make that available to everybody because most people will have ups and downs, positive and negative experiences in their lives. Um, I don't know of anyone who's ever had a perfect life. Now there are people who have privileged lives or people who have easier, um, easier lives in certain instances and others, but you also have to understand that those conditions also line them up with certain 
opportunities that they wouldn't have any other way. Like if someone, like for example, Prince Harry, you know, if you look at Prince Harry, he was born into royalty. So obviously he has a lot of opportunities and a lot of things that are just going to go easier for him because he was born into that kind of life. However, that doesn't mean that he has not had a challenging life or that things have not been difficult for him. He still has to learn through experiences that would only pertain to someone in his position or in someone in his particular um, life setup. So there are things to be gained from that as well. So everybody has something that they're going to be going through. Um, it just depends on the individual. So our guide is trying to help us through all of that and make sense of all of that because it's not easy. And for people like myself, even though we get it, we understand that that process is in place and that they're there to help us. It doesn't necessarily mean we want to, <laughs> we really want to go. Like I would rather get on a plane and fly from Houston to San Diego. I don't really want to drive the hours and hours and hours and hours and go through all the different landscapes and sit for hours you know it gets uncomfortable and all that other stuff but it's part it's a necessary thing that I need to go through on a soul level to evolve and to expand and to um, give myself the deeper self the higher self Aja my higher self my highest self um, to give myself what I need and my guide is Kathleen, she's also gaining through the same process. She is going through the same, um, the same series of experiences and gaining something from that. And there are some of the guides are secondary guides. You know, like I mentioned, everybody has secondary guides. Secondary guides are also primary guides in training. So they are kind of shadowing the primary guide and learning through the process so that they can learn how to communicate with their, um, with their host when it's time for them to be a primary guide. So there's a whole system in place there. Um, a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community, a lot of people have very old ideas about spirit guides. Um, it's a running joke where when you go to a psychic and you ask them about their spirit guide, about your spirit guide. Every spirit guide's either a Native American or a a warrior um, or a a goddess or some sort of like thing that has become mainstream within the the uh, spiritual community where everybody's got a Native American as a guide. I'm like, we have like countless cultures on the planet where. Why would everybody be? Why would every guide be Native American? Why would every guide be a warrior? Why, you know, and and everybody when they think of a guide, specifically they think of old people from like 200, 300, 1,000 years ago. Um, you can have a guide who's someone who was alive in the 70s and they're a hippie. Um, I've met people who have had hippies as guides. I mean, it just depends on the individual and what they're working through. And if someone comes into life, for example, and they are trying to learn how to have, how to be less inhibited because they've always been very controlled in a lot of their lifetimes. And they're trying to kind of work on being more free, being more open, being more um, free flowy, going with the flow, et cetera. Um, they're not going to pick someone who is a militant uh, person to be the guide because that wouldn't serve them. They would probably pick someone who's very free flowing, like um, like a Wiccan or like someone who was a hippie or somebody who was more more focused on just living in the moment. So, really, what your primary goals in life, um, what you need, you're going to you you're going to 
have something that's reflected back in the guide's personality and the guide's background. So everybody has a different guide. And some guides can be young. Some guides can be older. Um, it depends on the way they want to reflect themselves to us. Because we we do get to choose how we're going to be received, how we're going to look, how we're going to feel, how we're going to sound. We get to choose all those things. Most of the time, those choices are made based off of all the lifetimes that we've experienced. So for myself, when I am connected to Aja, for me, Aja is kind of androgynous. It's not necessarily a male, but it's not necessarily a female either. Aja has more of an androgynous um, kind of uh, vibe to them. And I say them because Aja, Aja is a combination of different individuals. And Aja is my higher self, my my um, my soul. My guide isn't me. My guide is a f- a part of me and my guide is part of everybody. I mean, we're all one. So ultimately, if you look at all of us, you know, if you look at the ocean as a whole, it's this massive water, you know, thing, feature. But when you look at the ocean in a small form, you look at the atoms, it's a microscopic droplet, you know, that's, that's one. So for me, I'm the one. And Aja is a combination, a lot of different drops put together. That's Aja for me. And my guide is someone who is, um, connected to all of us but at the same time is unique to me to my direct experience and what i'm meaning at the moment um but yeah our guides can be different things they don't all have to be like native americans or what i'm not saying that people don't have um indians or native americans or people of different cultures or ancient cultures as guides but guides are very very um complex and there are countless types of guides and there are countless looks and cultures etc when it comes to guides so those ideas those um those mindsets i think are more based around what people were trying to understand back in like the you know the last century where people were exploring the concept of guides they were looking into what guides would um what guides would be and because people were brought up in certain cultures people were brought up in certain um, ways they have certain ideas and they applied those ideas their filters their conditioned filters to the information so if someone were raised in an and they were brought up to think that you know native american culture there's a lot of spiritual shamanism and those shamans have insight and they can peer into different worlds etc then if they were brought up in that so when they start to try to understand what their guide is their brain is going to reach for anything. Their filters are going to reach for anything that helps them to understand that higher vibration, that higher energy. And in this case, it might be a Native American or someone who was a shaman or a Wiccan priest or whatnot. So it depends on the individual, right? Guides get on my nerves <laughs> because they always tend to know what to say. They always tend to have it together and they're not dealing so much with some of the BS that we get to deal with here in the physical world. Um, and it's hard because they are in a higher vibration. They're in a higher state, not the highest state. They're not completely on the other side. They have to have a foot here in this world. So their vibration is lower to, to a certain extent to interact and engage with us mentally and energetically. Um, and, and so that makes it hard because they can understand and they can sympathize with us, but at the same time, they still have their foot on that side. So they are coming back with pearls of wisdom and, and knowledge and information that is very high vibration, is very enlightened, but not necessarily taking into account the human 
perspective or the human direct human experience. So sometimes when my guide is trying to communicate something to me and I'm in a very human place in a lower vibrational place, um, I'm not always receptive and I'm not always grasping it because it doesn't connect for me in that moment at that in that state versus when I'm in a better place and I'm on a higher vibration and I'm coming from a place that's more connected to love um, and oneness then then I can grasp and understand that so sometimes um, guides information isn't always um, easy to use and we don't always listen to our guides a lot of us are very hard-headed and thick and we just do whatever we want to do even though the information is coming through and it's clearly um, being communicated from some higher source um, when i first when i first began exploring guides and i was trying to understand who my guide was it was definitely a process because I wasn't just satisfied with believing oh everybody's got a guide and I've got a guide and that's it like I'm just gonna you know I wanted to have a a closer understanding and a better relationship with my guide so when I was in my late teens um, actually my first experience with my guide happened with my first psychic experience. And for those of you who've never heard the story, um, back when I was a teenager, I had a very incredible experience where I had foreseen a kitchen fire. And I'd foreseen it a week prior to it happening. And inevitably, like, so during that week, I, I had the vision. The week after the vision, I began practicing like a game plan, like what, how am I going to respond to this? Or how would I react to this as if this thing was going to happen? And so I had planned it all out and had prepared myself for this kitchen fire. One week later, we had a kitchen fire and, um, before I was aware that there was a fire, I was watching TV and I was um, eating breakfast and I heard in my mind a very loud version of my inner voice, not a voice in my ear. That's a completely different thing. It was an inner voice. So it's like when you're thinking stuff and you're talking about stuff in your head, like that's a lot of times it's your own guide. That's not you. Um, it is many times also you, but a lot of times that it is a guide and they're trying to help us understand stuff or work through stuff. But, um, in my mind, I heard a voice and it was my voice, but it was different. And it was like, Fernando go to the kitchen because that's where the fire was at. And at the time I didn't know that there was a fire in the kitchen. I was just sitting there watching TV, eating my food, but the voice came into my head and then it came again when I ignored it. And I started going back and forth in my head, having a conversation with this voice. Like, no, I don't want to get up. I want to sit here and watch TV and eat my food. And it's like, no, you need to get up and go to the kitchen. So it's very, 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 um, focused on trying to get me to go to the kitchen and it was to the point where it was kind of weird because you know whenever like you leave your house or you you um you park your car or whatever and you walk away and you're like did i did i lock my door did i lock the door did i lock the front door did i set out that i set the alarm you are always wondering and it becomes an obsessive thought where you feel like you have to go back and check um it's like that it became an obsessive thought in my mind where i felt like i needed to go back and check to make sure that I wasn't forgetting something, but it, 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 it was like that, except it was trying to get me to go to the kitchen because there was a fire, though I did not know it was a fire. It's just like, go to the kitchen. So I think that I went back and forth in my head several times until finally the voice in my head was so dominating and it was so obsessively trying to get me to go to the kitchen where I was like, fine, I will go to the kitchen. And then I went and that's when I saw the fire. 
of course, I, I was able to put the fire out and I, I survived that. But it was an incredible experience because it was my first real experience with that voice, that inner voice that was not mine. It was my guide. And she was trying to communicate with me and help me understand that um, I needed to get up and do this so that I could save my own life. Um, but that was the first time. And after that, you know, as time went on, I began looking into it, researching, understanding guides and spirit guides and how they how they communicate, how they work. And I wanted to learn about my guide. I wanted to communicate more with my guide. So I began trying to intentionally communicate with her. And I went through the process of going of doing meditations because I, everything that I read, it came back to the same thing. The best way to to the best way to learn or to meet your guide is through meditation. <clears throat> so the meditation that I would use um, was this meditation where you kind of, you relax your body. Once you relax your body, then you begin to, like you get into an elevator and then the elevator goes all the way up to heaven. And then you get out of the elevator. Everything looks pristine, pretty, perfect. It's like the perfect version of earth. That's the way the meditation was. And so it was like a visual meditation experience. Um, but you're intending to meet your guide, right? So you go and then you go to this area, whether it's a park bench or a room that there's a chair in, whatever you feel comfortable with, you sit down and then you kind of let your guide um, just step forward from from the light. Um, and at first it feels like you're making it up. At first it feels like you're just trying to see it a certain way. Um, and to the, to a certain extent it is in the beginning, when you do that meditation, you are going to feel like you're making it up. So just to recap the meditation, cause I want to make sure you guys can, can, um, get the most from this is you are just going to like relax your body, sit down, get comfortable, make sure that you don't have a lot of distractions, get comfortable, relax your body, and then begin going through a visual scenario where you're in your room or into space and then this elevator just pops in front pops up in front of you or it just appears in front of you and you're visualizing all this in your mind right you're imagining it the best way to use the best way to say it is imagine these things you imagine this elevator opens up in front of you 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 your energy self you get into the elevator you push the heaven button and then it takes you all the way to heaven and then when it arrives, it, the doors open and however you want to imagine heaven, whether it's clouds or whether it's like um, like clean, pristine or the perfect version of earth, however you think heaven should look like, just visualize it, imagine it in this way. And then find a place to sit down and chill and relax because you're going to be waiting for your guide to show up. So create a space that you can go and sit down. For me, I can it would be like a carbon copy of my chair that I sit in or a bench outside where I can see the beauty of nature. And then once you sit there, then just pretend or um, imagine that there's a figure coming out of the light and the figure's getting closer. And as it gets closer, it starts to look like someone. Um, it doesn't have to look like anything specific. Just kind of let it be, just let it look the way that it's going to automatically look. Don't dismiss it. So if your guide comes forward, blonde haired, just embrace and accept that and just go with it. Because over time, there will be an evolution of the vi the visual or the appearance of your guide if they really want you to see them clearly. But you need to just, it's going to be based around whatever you would perceive or whatever you would think a guide would look like, right?
for me, when I first did this, my guide, she showed up. She was blonde hair, blue eyed, light skinned. She's a white woman. Um, I would say she's probably within her like 35, 40 ish range. And um, so she, she came through and um, I asked her for a name. And the first name that popped into my head was the one that I went with, even if it sounded nuts or crazy. So at the time, I asked for her name and the name that I got was Catherine. So I thought, okay. And the reason why I got Catherine was because at that time I had been, um, I had known a woman whose name was Catherine. So her name popped into my head and her popped into my head. That doesn't mean that there's something special about Catherine um, or, or that, that person that I knew in my life at the time. It just means that, that my brain was reaching for anything that would help me get as close to the piece of information as possible. So my filter was, I was using my filter, my mental filters to help me understand the information I was experiencing. So for me, it was Catherine. So I'm like, okay, cool. So my guide's name is Catherine. Well, after that, the meditation experience, and the meditation should be less than 30 minutes. I mean, you can honestly do this in 10 minutes. It doesn't take that long to do a meditation. Um, and don't expect fireworks. Don't expect to have to, to be able to see your guide in front of you. Don't expect all of these like crazy supernatural experiences. Just expect it to be just mental, like thinking. That's it. Because if you build it up and build it up and build it up, that's probably going to block you from being able to meet your guide. And you don't want to block yourself. You want to be able to, to have an experience that is going to be authentic. And if you're wanting it to show up a certain way, like, oh, my guide, she has to like show up right in front of me. I have to see her with my real eyes and she has to be surrounded by light. And she has, no, no, no. Like don't put a bunch of walls in front of it because you're going to keep yourself from having a direct experience. So just do the meditation, let it kind of progress the way it's going to progress, follow those basic steps, and then you will start to get closer to meeting your guide. Now, if you are, you know, in visualizing you're in heaven and you're waiting there for your guide to show up and you feel like no one shows up from the, from the, um, the light, um, or nothing really kind of comes forward there's probably two reasons why, either because you are trying to control how you will experience it, whether you're afraid of experiencing it or whether you have to have it look a certain way, or um, you are trying to, um, you're in fear and your fear of, of, of a lot of a losing control is it's part of, it's it's a control issue. That's what it is. It's a control issue all around. But there's either fear or it's you trying to have it be a certain way, and you kind of just have to let it be. Just let it be. However, it's going to show up, um, even if it's like very subtle and it's not solid. It's not like so intense. It's just very like subtle and almost like a dream. Like one minute you're experiencing one thing, the next minute it just like changes. That's okay. You're allowed to have those experiences. But that's kind of the way of getting to know your guide. So your first experience with your guide isn't going to be the most accurate. It's just going to be your brain, your mind's way of trying to help you understand the energy. After that, start having conversations with your guide, because even if, you know, whether that's your guide's exact name or not, doesn't matter. You're addressing the energy. You're addressing your guide. Your guide's not stupid. They are, they're going through the process with you. So they're going to be able to um, help you to get clarity on some of the things that you might be a little confused upon, confused on. Um, that's exactly what happened with me. I thought my guide's name was, was Catherine. And after that meditation, I was like, cool. So I was talking to Catherine. I was like, Hey, Catherine, Hey, Catherine. I called her cat for short. Um, hey, Catherine, Hey, Catherine, this, Hey, Catherine, that, or whatever. Cause I was working on building more of a, a so 
you kind of have to talk to them like they're imaginary friends and people are going to think you're crazy because if you talk to your guide when you're in front of other people, they're not going to know what the hell you're talking or doing. I would suggest you, you talk to your guide through a journal format because it's easier if you just address it as kind of like a letter. So I would just write out a letter and ask them about some things or you know, ask them questions. They love questions because they'll find a way to get the answers to you. They may not show up in that moment and say, hey, I got your memo, so let me let me just explain this to you because you obviously want to know this. That's not. It will not happen that easily because they still have to maintain a vibration on a higher level and we're in physical form. So it's hard for them to kind of materialize unless it's really something that's supposed to happen or meant to happen because of divine um, plan. But most cases, it's just going to be this subtle understanding of your guide and then write letters to them and just talk to them, whether you want to talk to them about your life stuff or you want to ask them for help with certain issues. Um, but it just depends. So for me, I was talking to Catherine and I was getting to know Catherine in my own way. And, um, I was still meditating. I was still having regular meditation sessions where I would take myself to this meeting place and sit there and meet with my guide. And even if nothing was spoken about or conversed, I just sitting there with my guide helped me to feel like I was getting to know my guide better. Then one morning, um, Catherine decided to pay me a visit and really let me know that uh, she was really connected and that she was with me. So in this morning that um, I got a chance to meet Catherine, um, it, she had something she needed to say to me. So I was, uh, I was asleep. I remember sleeping I was asleep and I woke up and as I was waking up, I heard in my head, it's the same kind of voice that I heard when the kitchen fire stuff happened. Um, but this is a little different. So, um, I heard in my mind when I woke up, um, my name is not Catherine, it's Kathleen. And it was kind of like as a matter, like very matter of fact in the way that it was coming across. And it had a little attitude too. And I was like, what? And and I kind of, I was a little, uh, I thought it was funny. And I was uh, entertained by the the response that she gave me. But she was very clear. She's like, my name isn't Catherine, it's Kathleen. So she was trying to correct me. And she sure corrected me for sure. So after that, I'm like, oh, sorry, Kathleen, Kathleen, Kathleen. I'd been talking, I'd been calling her Catherine for, I think, for weeks or months at that point. And then she finally corrected me and said, no, 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 baby girl. No, 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 baby boy. Your name is, my name is not Catherine, it's Kathleen. Um, So after that, I called her Kathleen. And I've been calling her Kathleen ever since. And Kathleen has made her presence known to me in several instances in my life. Um, when I was really getting comfortable with the idea of Kathleen, I remember I was at the time I was going to go see a psychic and this was like way back in the day, but I was going to go see a psychic. And this was a psychic who was on the radio. Her name was Christy. She was well known in Houston at the time. And she used to do readings for people on the radio. So I decided I'm going to go see Kat, uh, Christy. I'm going to, I want to go and ask her some questions about myself or my future or whatever. Um, so I wanted to ask her about Kathleen because I wanted to confirm that, um, that Kathleen was with me and I wasn't just making it up in my head. So at the time in our home, we had this um, picture in a frame. It was a portrait and it was a portrait of the, of the Virgen de Guadalupe 
this San Juan, which is the Virgin Mary of San Juan. Because, um, like, if you know anything about Catholicism and Catholic traditions, like, there's like Virgin Marys for every unique place in the world. Like, oh, that's the you know that's the Virgin Mary of of uh, of Rome or what. So there's like different Virgin Marys, in other words. But it's the same person. It's just essentially the same person. But people they personalize her based off of where they live or what. This. So this image was the Virgin of Guadalupe de San Juan. So um, she was beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. And she is kind of dressed in this very ornate um, blue dress in the picture. She had light, light skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, but very ornate, beautiful blue dress. And I always thought it was really, really pretty. So I, I told Kathleen, I said, okay, look, if you're real, if you're actually with me when I go to Christy and I ask the psychic about you. I want you to show her this image because I want her to validate that this is who you, that, that you're real. And I need that validation, right? So I went to go see her and um, I, I had asked her about my spirit guides, right? And so um, she says that, yeah, you have a spirit guide. Um, her name begins with a C or a K and she's wearing a beautiful blue dress and she has light skin and blonde hair. As soon as she described her, I knew that's who she was talking about because it's pretty obvious. And and when she was going into the details, I was like, okay, she's definitely got. And not only that, remember, like I said, there's a running joke where when you go to a psychic and you ask who your spirit guide is, they always describe a Native American. And so she didn't. She did not describe a Native American woman. She described um, a a this woman that looked very similar to Kathleen, like how I had um, I had established. Hey, tell her that you look like this because I want her to see this and think of you, and she can validate this. So she was able to validate that Kathleen um, was what I had seen, what I had experienced. And um, that brought me so much joy and comfort. And uh, Kathleen's been with me ever since. I've gotten away from talking to Kathleen as often. I mean, I talked to her, we talk to our guides every day, you know, Kathleen right now in this moment, as I'm talking to you guys and I'm going through this, Kathleen is also hearing and aware of everything that I'm thinking, feeling, and also saying. So it's not like I'm alone here. She's with me throughout every moment of my life. That's the point. Um, but I don't, directly address Kathleen as often as I used to. Um, and I think part of it is because I didn't, I didn't want to just be limited to with my con connections to the other side with my guide. I wanted to have more connections, more professional like, uh, bonds to, to people on the other side. So I, you know, I have Aja and it's my highest self, my good, my soul. I've got Kathleen I'm sure um, I, I do have, I think, two secondary guides as well. I don't really know them as well because they've changed over the years. So that's not been consistent. Um, when I was younger, um, people used to say that I used to talk to myself as a child. I used to talk to myself because uh, they thought I was talking to myself or I was talking to an imaginary friend. But I even had and it was a male and he even had a name. So people didn't they just thought I had an imaginary friend. It was this man with a with a name. But I, I'm pretty sure I was talking to one of my guides, um, but it probably wasn't Kevin because it was a male so it's probably one of the secondary guides that I had at the time um yeah so having a guide and having that relationship is helpful it definitely is because they can really support and help us through our own life's process at the same time it isn't necessarily something you have to um have a good you don't have to have like the most intense close relationship you don't have to be aware of your guide for them to to help you they're going to help you no matter what but it helps to have someone you can like 
connect with or someone that you can think of that's directly trying to help you with your life's challenges and experiences. Um, I recently had an experience that continues. It, it's I love that they never want to stop communicating with me. They never want me to not know that they're that they're not there. In other words, Kathleen always wants me to know that I, that she's there. She's helping me and she's working with me, and that's it. Um, so I had a cousin recently reach out to me who validated that Kathleen was with me. And um, I was like, oh, I, I haven't ha- I haven't really gotten a lot of, I, um, I've gotten more, I've, I've been working on my connection to Aja because I'm going to be channeling Aja. Um, and so I'm working on building that channeling opportunity with Aja. But Kathleen, it's like, I've not really been so focused on fixated on Kathleen like I was when I was younger. And uh, my cousin called me, he, he, called me one day and he says, Hey, you know, I had a dream about you. I'm like, okay. And this is someone who I haven't really spoken to in years. I mean, I'm talking about years and he hadn't spoken to me. I hadn't spoken to him because we're not that close. And so he had reached out to me and said, I had a dream about you. And in the dream, there was this, there was a, I was asking you if you could tell me about the other side or what is the other side like? And, um, I was like, okay, well, I'll show you what the other side is like. And so I looked him directly in the eyes in the dream. And it was as if I was like changing reality. And then I was like, do you see it? Do you see it now? And he's like, no. And I was like, look closer and pay attention. And so as he began to like pay more attention and look closer, it's like we were on the other side. So it's not like his surroundings actually change. It's more like his perception or his awareness of it changed. And then all of a sudden he said he felt someone grab the back of his head and turn it around. And so when it turned, when it, that the hand turned his head around, which he, he completely turned around. He says there was a woman there. She was wearing a blue dress. She was a white woman, blonde hair, blue eyes. And she was there like sitting on the floor and she was telling him that she worked with me. <laughs> so she worked with me and um, she said that, you know, there's a reason she says the, the other side is the most amazing, the most wonderful, loving place you can ever experience and, and, and can't even imagine. And it's more than what we can imagine here in physical world. And he said, well, if it's so amazing, if it's so wonderful, why doesn't anyone, why do, why do people not know about it? Or why isn't, you know, or why aren't we so, why aren't we more aware of this place? And she says, because if everyone knew how incredible, and at that time, at that moment, when he was, um, when he was saying that to me, I actually started talking to him and I said, and I actually completed the sentence. So, he, you know, she, he said, she said, you know, if everyone knew how amazing and how incredible this place is, and then I started chimed in, then everyone would go out and kill themselves and we're not allowed to do that. And he just like, he, his, his. I'm sure on the other line, cause I didn't see, I was almost on the phone with him. So it's not like I could see him, but he got really quiet. So I'm assuming maybe his mouth dropped. I don't know. But he says, how did you know that's what she said? You know, how did you know that's exactly what I was going to say? And I said, because that's, I know who you're talking with in the dream. You were talking to Kathleen. That's my spirit guide. She's been with me since I was, I mean, she's been with me from the very beginning. So she and I, we are kind of thinking the same way because we think about, and we, uh, we, we are that connected. So I was like, that's Kathleen, you know? So he was shocked. He was like, 
that's so crazy that you knew exactly what I was going to say or you knew what she, who she was. And I'm like, yeah, that's Kathleen. I mean, I've had experiences with her, so she's with me. It's nice to know that she's still paying attention and she's still very much a part of this process with me. But yeah, that was my recent experience with connecting with Kathleen. But, um, if you guys want to connect with your spirit guide, it is not a big thing. It is helpful. It definitely can make your life a little easier. They're not going to help us cheat. We still have to go through our life's experiences, but they can help us understand and work through things in a much more effective and efficient way and, and present way as well. So if you guys want to connect with your spirit guides, follow that basic steps of meditation that I outlined. And I think you guys will start having experiences, but it can't, don't expect results the first time you do it. It might take several attempts at trying to connect with your guide before you get that kind of clarity. But remember, you have to practice it and you have to intentionally want to 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 know them and also don't build it up. Don't turn it into something you're going to try to control or have it be, have it be a certain way because that will block you from being able to connect with them. So thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this from me, then please go and review, like, and share my podcasts on your favorite podcast listening platform. Um, you can also find out more about me on my website at www.fernandamarone.com. And I cannot wait till we talk again. Until next time, I hope you guys have a namaste.